Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Rissa of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Hey, greetings, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Staredown. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate show, episode 107. 107. Can you believe that, Bill? No. Hey, I'm joined by my regular co-host, Bill Risser, along with Todd Meininger joining us remotely from the panhandle of Florida, and our new buddy, Shea Brewer, from out in the Pacific Northwest in Portland. Todd, let's go to you first. What's going on down there? Hey, Sean, I'm calling from the beautiful uh, Panhandle of Florida down in St. George Island, which is just south of Apalachicola, which is just southwest of Tallahassee. So to give you an idea where we are. So, um, hey, man, I'll raise my hand. I'm slack. I've not watched very much sports at all this weekend. But I have uh, done a little fishing. Um, I guess you can call it fishing. But um, I have tried to catch fish. Not very successfully. So, how are you doing? Well, wait a minute. So, we, that's is that our fishing update for Apalachicola? I want to know what's biting. Is are you looking for tarpon, snook? What what are you fishing for? So, I actually caught a red a red fish. Okay. Um, it, it, I couldn't keep it. It was so little. Let's <laughs> let's just. I'm the anti. I'm the anti bragging fisherman. I I'll tell the truth. You're, I'm the golfer that shot 107 and actually claims to shoot 107. So uh, I'm I'm that guy today. You're, are you like anyway. the cooler, the cooler for the boat, like in Vegas? You just shut down the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. By cooler, he means he opens the cooler and gives beers. <laughs> there you uh, go. <laughs> Perfect. The third right. wall is broken. That's uh, my brother-in-law. Actually. Awesome. Uh, we didn't know he was on. No, that's uh, great. Perfect. All right. Anyway, no, we're having a, we're having a big old time. Um, just fishing off the beach and uh, just trying to do the best we can. It's a full moon, which is supposed to be the best fishing, but the it's really windy, which is not conducive to good fishing. So, anyway, um, I'm making a lot of excuses, having a big old time, um, not being very successful, but there are a lot of uh, good places where you can buy very fresh fish that was caught. Uh, <laughs> this day so we bought a little triple tail today and uh cooked it up and and, and having a good old time good awesome. well todd todd chime in and, and, and listen to, let's go around the horn bill tell us about your week and then we'll get out to shay in, in uh, portland yeah so uh nothing big for me i uh had a little golf on sunday i'm the same old same old just in a rut and it's not a good rut that's just life uh everything else is um you know just, look it's it's 84 degrees here it's beautiful the humidity's down that's all I got to say, because, Sean, I see what happens up there. I keep watching these baseball games up where you live, and I don't know what the hell's happening, but I know the warm weather's coming. I keep seeing it. Like, tomorrow, the rest of this week, you finally get some, something to, uh, to at least feel good about. But yeah. that's it. Things are, things are going good down here, and it'll be fun to talk about the draft. Shay, you're up in Pacific Northwest, so tell me, you know, what's going on up there. Um, let me see if we get you. There you go. Tell me what's going on up there. It's cold. That's what's going on. <laughs> Says the guy from Atlanta. <laughs> I think the high here today was in mid-50s, maybe upper 50s today. It's just not even upper 50s. It, it had to have been 54 for the high today. So Ouch. it's cold. It's gray. It's rainy. It's, it's just like the Pacific Northwest 
Now you're joining us uh, uh, from from the office, huh? Just stayed a little late to to get a good Wi-Fi connection. Well, yeah, I stayed a little later today, uh, finishing up some things at, at the day job. A lot more time I can put in here now. That the Blazers are done. So, right? Have you done your exit interviews and everything? Have they have they have they closed down the bar and everything? Yeah, they they closed up shop over at the Moda Center. So we uh we're hoping that we make some changes in the off season and we make a little noise in the draft and free agency. Good. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end our show on NBA. Uh, let's get to a couple topics beforehand, um, and let's talk about the NFL draft. Um, not not any of us on this show are real solid NFL uh, big fans, but uh, it it started with a bang. It started with rumors. I think the day of the draft on Thursday was that the Browns were were gonna maybe make a a statement with their first pick, and sure enough, when uh, Roger Goodell came out and announced. Baker Mayfield from Oklahoma as the number one pick of the Browns. There was some boos and there was some cheers. Uh, there was a whole lot of surprise on the set with uh, Mel Kuyper thinking it was a bad choice. Herb Street, the college guy he is, thinks it's a good choice. Um, Bill, let me ask you, what, what was your initial thoughts on Baker Mayfield to the Browns? My, my absolute initial thoughts? Sure. It was the Browns being the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I, look, I just think there were, there were much better choices. Um, being six feet tall in this league, I mean, you're, you're just trying to hope he's some kind of blend maybe, right, of, of uh, Russell Wilson and Drew Brees. But, sure. um, you know, I like, you know, not to steal your thunder, Sean, you talked about it earlier. I, I asked you, do you think he's another, another Johnny Manziel waiting to happen? And what did you reply? What do you think he uh, is? Well, I, I think he's got a, a good chance of being an, another Brett Favre. I just think he's yeah. that feisty, gritty, southern kind of, you know, you know, just, just stick it to the man kind of guy. And, uh, but I think his, his, you know, we'll see how quickly, you know, I I know the Oklahoma locker room liked him uh, quickly. Oklahoma coaches liked him quickly. Uh, Let's see what happens with the Browns. And can he, does that translate to the NFL? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of people come in as, as, as college rah-rah guys. um, And I just don't know if it translates. Shay, what was your thoughts on, uh, on, on the, on Baker Mayfield going number one? I'm with Bill. What are the Browns doing? <laughs> Did, didn't they just go get Tyrod Taylor in free agency? Right. I mean, Tyrod Ty Taylor is not necessarily a, a Hall of Fame quarterback, but if you spend money on a quarterback in free agency and then you spend money drafting a quarterback number one, it just sounds like they have no clue. They're still figuring it out. Well, I think, you know, what, what's likely that they're going to – what's likely that any of the five first-round draft pick are going to play week one? You know, do, do you see any scenario? I mean, where they where, where they play week one? Oh, um, I do. I, I, I how about do. Darnold? How about Darnold? I think he's got a chance. Who else is? Who does New York? They just signed uh, Saquon Barkley at running back. I think he's got a chance. No, I'm talking about the Jets. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm talking about the quarterbacks. though, Shay. I think oh, Saquon Barkley will. I I think Barkley will for sure be in, in the starting lineup. Uh, you know, do you see Rosen starting in in over uh, over? Um, Who's the quarterback? Oh, from Sam, Brad, Sam Brad, Bradford. Sam uh, Bradford. Yeah, Bradford. Uh, yeah, and you, you, you know, Darnold, I guess, could at, no. at, at the Jets. Um, I don't know about Josh Allen. Um, you, know, you know, Josh, Josh Allen could. Uh, who else is in in Buffalo? There's nobody in Buffalo right now. Yeah, I guess true. I mean, Tyrod's yeah. gone. Uh, Peterman, Nathan Peterman. <laughs> they want to start out with four, <laughs> four interceptions to start the season. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, happen. you know, you think back to the last great quarterbacks. The last great quarterbacks that started Week One was Troy Aikman and Peyton Manning, right? Yeah. Yep. You're right. So, so, Todd, what, what are your guys' thoughts down there on on Baker Mayfield? 
Hey, Sean, isn't it ironic? Remember uh, Mayfield got in trouble for taunting late last year and got you know suspended or couldn't start the game, uh, and that really affected his draft status, right? <laughs> he, uh, he, he went number one. I thought about that when he went number one. They made such a big deal on it in the media. You know, oh my gosh, he. What, what game was that? Was that Ohio State? I can't remember. It was um, Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. Kansas. Not Ohio it, State, obviously not. Yeah, yeah. But they, they wouldn't shake his hand. Uh, yeah, it was at the beginning, and he he let him have. Yeah. Words, yeah. So that yeah. that was my thought when he went number one. I'm like, whoa, that really hurt his draft status. So, um, Did, I kind of with Bill and, and Shay. It's it's. He must have showed something, right? Um, maybe he's got that intangible. He's got that that something that they believe uh, will get him over the top. Um, but, gosh, you look at the last 10 years and all the quarterbacks Cleveland has drafted, and uh, it's, it's, it's not been pretty. So, for Cleveland's sake, I hope it works out. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of in Bill and, and Shay's boat. I, I don't know if that was the best pick, but only time will tell. So, don't, you th- don't you think there's a chance they could have gone Saquon Barkley one and still gotten Baker Mayfield at four? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe they didn't think well, they weren't thinking that highly of Saquon, obviously. But. Well, and jumping in, if you're Cleveland, why not draft Barkley one, and then you have three quarterbacks that are solid to choose from. Whoever falls to four, then you get a quarterback and a running back. Uh, that's another thing I thought of. Why? Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? But yeah, you know, they, I'm not. They, I'm admittedly not a draft geek, so uh, they did. They did take Denzel Ward, a defensive back out of Ohio State, with a fourth pick. But then Todd, they did get Nick Chubb in the early second round, uh, along with a, a left tackle or left left yeah left tackle, I believe. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. you know, they, they, they I think they filled some needs. Uh, you know, is it with the best players? That that'll be remain to be seen, but. You know, the draft is always, you know, 50% right, 50% wrong. So we'll see. Um, I think – And I think, Chubb's, I think Chubb's going to be great. Sorry to jump in, Chubb. I think Chubb's going to be great. But um, interesting, Sonny Michelle went above Chubb. Yeah. Uh, the, the two tandem running back backs from Georgia. So locally that was interesting to watch. Right. Well, remember, Chubb, Chubb's the one that got, you know, injured two years ago. Uh, a big, a bigger yep, injury. Than, ACL, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, sometimes they say you come back stronger, but I think, I think that's going to be a nice addition. Um, you know, the, the, the NFC North or AFC North is gonna be interesting to watch because with Flacco probably on his last year with Lamar Jackson filling in behind him now with that last pick in that first round. And then Roethlisberger has what, maybe one or maybe two more years to go. I mean, he's just a, a big dude who's, who's, you know, um, yeah, he's got to start. He's got to start breaking down. Yeah, he's got to start have to start breaking down. And you know, is Andy Dalton the the answer in Cincinnati? You know, and so if you know, I don't think Cleveland's making the playoffs. But if they can, you know, gosh, imagine them with six six to eight wins or even even a, a chance with a, a month to go. Uh, you know, uh, will be will be some excitement up there. You know, at least some yeah. excitement. Um, I, I want to talk up Pacific Northwest. Um, kind of the the feel good pick of the week. Uh, Shaquem Griffin uh, from UCF gets drafted by the Seattle Seahawks. G- Going to go play with his brother Shaquille um, Shea. I'm sure it was a big story up there. Uh, this is the first one-handed player to play in the NFL. Um, really a, a cool story. Any way you look at it, um, what was your reaction, or what was the reaction up 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 in that area? You said a lot of the Portland people are Seattle Seahawks fans. It's a feel-good story. Uh, you drafting, you drafting a guy and you give him an opportunity to play with his brother and everything that he's been through. 
I watched the guy in the in the Peach Bowl last year just eat up my Auburn Tigers. I couldn't tell you how many tackles he had. He just <laughs> ate us alive. But the bigger story as far as the NFL draft in the Northwest is the Seahawks' first pick. Uh, they stretched on their first pick and took a running back out of San Diego State. Yeah. And uh, Penny's going to be a great running back, but it's just a stretch. All the running backs, the depth that was in this year's class, and he was the second running back off the board. So mm-hmm. that was a reach. That was a reach. And so that's that's the talk around town here. And all of the the NFL guys, they're not grading the Seahawks high on this year's draft. Yeah, I think I think Penny, I think Penny could be a, a it'll be might be a pleasant surprise, right? I keep thinking Marshall Falk, right? How high did Falk go back in the day? Um, because San Diego State just gets overlooked. I grew up in San Diego, so Danell Pumphrey last year, uh, he hasn't done much in the NFL yet, but man, they they breed some good running backs down there. So I'm hoping, you know, for the Seahawks' sake, that that works out. And Bill, let's talk about your 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 second wife your second team uh the 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 cardinals um they pick up josh rosen uh who who seemed very bitter chip on his shoulder when he when he was the kind of the second to last guy out of that green room um he did not seem happy put on a kind of happy face as he came to the little tunnel on the tv show uh to to accept the award but you know I, i think he clearly felt he should have been the number one quarterback taken um when he goes the fourth quarterback taken still in the top 10 but you know Number 10 is going to make a lot less than number one. Um, what, what are your thoughts on him fitting in at, as an Arizona Cardinal? I think he'll be great. Um, yeah, you know, they the, say he's the most ready. They say he's the yeah. most ready of all the five. Yeah, you got Bradford there to kind of get things rolling. But I don't think – I think the leash will be short. More than likely, Bradford will get hurt. Um, and that's how Rosen will get his uh, first start. But I think, you know, having him you – know, the, the, the last time that the Cardinals took a quarterback early in the first round didn't work out well because it was Matt Leinart. <laughs> out of USC. Yeah. So uh, hopefully for the Cardinals' sake, the UCLA connection is a little better. And uh, Rosen, um, you know, kind of, like you said, the big chip on his shoulder. He'll always know those three guys are always taken before him. You hear football players all the time say it. I was like the 10th defensive lineman taken. And the guy's now a pro bowler, going to be a Hall of Famer, whoever it is, DeMarcus Ware, whoever. And you, you're just wondering, you know, hey, it's going to sit with him for a long time. He wants to outperform all those guys. And it will be hopefully a chip you can use. What do you guys think of the hey, coverage? Bill, don't you don't you love that? Sorry, Sean. Don't you no. love that, Bill? That he's your guy, and he's mad that he's picked tenth, right? Yeah. I mean, you kind of awesome. alluded to it. Chip on his shoulder. By the way, I apologize. They're playing euchre in the background. We're like in a fish uh, fish camp scenario, so I apologize about <laughs> the noise. But um, yeah, he's he's tenth, and he's pissed. I mean, you want a guy with a fire in his belly, right? I mean, you yeah. love this. I yeah. mean, look at Aaron Rodgers. He was. He was wearing the suit and tie and, you know, was picked late in the first round. Um, I think that could work well for you. Um, it's fuel to the fire. We talked about it, you know, a couple weeks ago. Athletes need the motivation. They need the us against the world. So if I'm a Cardinals fan, I'm thrilled to get not only Rosen, but thrilled that he's um, not happy of his draft status. Yeah. So. And then the last thing for me, Sean, on the draft would be uh, just the Bucks first pick is really cool that – uh vita via i don't know i can't say his whole name it's massive but this this guy is huge like a big nose you know nose guard defensive tackle out of washington um i like the the way that they the uh the draft knicks describe him they call him a, a more athletic Lodi nada <laughs> that's pretty okay. cool right so he's going to be a run stopper up the middle for the bucks they desperately needed that so yeah it should be fun to see how this all plays out 
Well, they need they need that pressure up the middle in that in that conference, you know, with Breeze and with Matt Ryan and yep. with uh, Cam Newton. I mean, they yep. they've got to get some pressure up the middle on the quarterback, or else those guys just drop back and and pick pick them apart, right? Yep. So, and if Jameis Jameis can mature, that second year is usually the best the, the big jump they make, right? So, um, see how he does. Um, let, let's finish on the funny story, uh, Bill. You got a sound clip ready to, ready to go on this. I, I don't know if Shay if you saw this and Todd if you saw this, but. Uh, in the second round, they had uh, some celebrity pickers come out from other teams, you know, and uh, you saw um, Vince Young come out and he couldn't, couldn't read the guy's name. His name was Harold and he couldn't read it. Uh, that was kind of funny, but David Akers, uh, Bill, I want you to play the clip here of David Akers and Shay and Todd. I'm not sure if you heard this, but take a listen to this. This is David Akers picking for the Philadelphia Eagles. And he takes his moment in, in AT&T Cowboy stadium to troll the Cowboys fans. Like you would never believe Bill, go ahead and play the clip. What's up, Dallas? Oh, Kickers trolling the Cowboys. Last year. I like standing up here before you as an undrafted free agent representing that shield for 15 years. Tonight, I'm representing the Philadelphia Eagles. NFC East champs, divisional champs, <laughs> NFC champs, and world champs, the world champs. Hey, Dallas, the last time you were in the Super Bowl, Uh-oh. these draft picks weren't born. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> tonight. Wow. <laughs> Oh man, that that is good stuff right there. I yeah. I tell you, you know what that guy, you know, that passion comes from being a kicker because kickers yes. get crapped on all day long. They're not real athletes, <laughs> or whatever. They play golf all day long. They come and kick a few kicks. He was just all that energy and passion and hate was coming out. Oh, of him. Awesome. that was so funny. <laughs> and, and to hear the NFL guys talking in the background, you know, like going, "Oh, he's trolling them," and uh, you know. The, the, you know, I, I always think of, of Peyton Manning talking about Mike Vanderjet. He's a kicker. You know, our kicker calls us a game. Shay, yeah. you were laughing off off, off air. What did what, what, you think of that uh, troll job? That was great. That was trolling one on one right there. <laughs> <laughs> That'd get better than that. That's great. <laughs> There's not not going to be many NFL plan, fans that are going to get upset about the Cowboys being the butt of the joke, right? Yeah. Todd, you want to chime in? Yeah. Hey, Sean. Um, hey, obviously that's great, and I agree kickers get just absolutely crapped on so that was you know the kickers uh all the kickers were were loving it did you see the um is was it a rugby or australian football 610 guy get drafted yeah it's uh, by the eagles play tight ends did anyone see that yeah yeah what a great reach pick that was right he's massive yeah he's massive and he's a legend in his own league so um anyway sean um we're going to head out. I know fishing's not a sport, but I'm going to go give it a shot. I uh, appreciate you. Let me uh, hop on. You boys enjoy the rest of the show. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to check in with you all later. Okay. Hey, hey Todd, right, Todd. Todd, can we, can we really call yeah. it? You're not going fishing. You're supposed to go catching. Come on, bring something back. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I, I get the line wet. That's all I do. All right. It's not, uh, it's rarely successful, but it's fun. So, hey, this is a family right, boys, show. show. This is a family show. Watch that language. Bye Todd. Do it for the team, man. Have a good time, boys. Have a good beer. All See right. you, man. Thanks, guys. Bye. 
All right, let's move along, guys. Let's talk about golf really quick. Uh, this this won't take long, Bill. Uh, <laughs> kind of the second the second of a kind of a boring stretch after the Texas Open. They go to Zurich for a, a team a team. Uh, I like the team concept, but uh, Billy Horschel Gator uh, wins with paired up with Scott Piercy. Uh, they win at Zurich. Uh, see Zurich just uh, signed on today for another uh, eight years. They're gonna they're gonna be the tournament sponsor through twenty twenty six. So good for them. Uh, I think the players like going to, to to New Orleans. Obviously, the food and the party seems good. Um, but in the in the bigger news, Bill uh, Tiger Woods has committed to the Wells Fargo this week and the TPC next week. So he's going to play the next two weeks. Nice. So very very excited excited, and, and we're going to see two two the next two weeks some really good fields because I know the, the Wells Fargo at you know at um, uh, Quail Hollow gets just a lot of good. Uh, players to play there because it tunes them up well for the TPC. And then obviously the TPC down in, in Sawgrass at Jacksonville um, is going to be a, a good event. So what are you looking forward to uh, these next two weeks? Well, just what you said, uh, great fields because it was, I, I might be, I maybe watched maybe 45 minutes this whole weekend yeah. of the two man. It just doesn't really kind of um, work, you know, for what I like to watch and uh, to have, um, you know, uh, the majority of the top 10 there, throw the tiger mix into it on top of that, which, uh, you know, hopefully he's worked on a few things since his, um, I mean, I call it successful, uh, open to the 2018 season. Let's keep working on it. See what happens. Yeah. And, and a great course, right. To watch on TV. And, it, yeah. you know, one of the best, one of the best finishing stretches and the, one of the best nicknames of a finishing stretch, the green mile, yep. you know, uh, just, just punishingly hard holes between 15, 16, the par five up the hill, 17, the, the incredibly hard par three, which doesn't look, difficult from the tee box but the way the green sits and, and just the way they put the pin back left um and then 18 with the creek you know riding right down the middle you got the bunkers yeah. on the right that pretty much takes you out of getting close on the green and then a, a very slick green top right to bottom left um just a fun finish there was tiger back in the um i don't know mid 2000s hit some amazing shots on that green mile right i mean he hit some some uh, pure irons into that par five i mean it's I guess that's what I'm hoping for. I just want to see old Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> Shay, I don't want to leave you out, but any, any thoughts on golf? Or should we move, move on to baseball? I'll let you guys have golf. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Appreciate that. You're, you're saving your breath for the NBA session at the end. Because it's all uh, yours. <laughs> yes, no doubt. We're, we're, just, we're just here to facilitate. Uh, when, when you need a drink, we'll, we'll, we'll talk and fill the air. Um, Bill, baseball, we're, we're one month into the season. Uh, let me just recap the, the divisions as we always do. Uh, in the AL, Boston, uh, who got off to a blistering start, then the no-hitter kind of got them off their tracks a little bit. Mm-hmm. They still have a lead, but over a surging Yankees team that's won nine in a row. Um, they are just a couple games back. Uh, Cleveland is in the lead in the Central, and Houston uh, looking good out West. And don't look now, but the Seattle Mariners in second place um, out West. Uh your angels bill that you like to watch with Shoei Otani uh, in third place, but Seattle making a nice run to start the season. I think that's good for a team like that to keep the fan base engaged and, and keep them, you know, going throughout the summer, a lot of things to do up in Seattle um, over in the national league, the Mets, the pirates and the Cardinals. Um, bill, I don't know if you saw this today. It just came out today. A tough break for the Dodgers who are already not playing very good baseball, 12 and 17, I believe. Uh, in the first month, coming off their NL West uh, championship, um, they lost shortstop Corey Seager today f- for the season. Uh, Going to need Tommy John surgery. 
Wow. That's not good. Um, not often you hear a, a position player no. getting that surgery. But I could hear it from a shortstop. I mean, they make some uh, – they, they really tax their arms. Still, sure. Yeah, so uh, – but you're right. You don't hear it very often. Uh, that's going to hurt a lot because Seager is a stud. Seager and Bellinger, those two in the infield, first and short, are amazing. So uh, that'll hurt. Yeah. They're going to have to find a way to, to replace him because uh, he, he's got some pop in his bat. He's a, obviously a, a good – He's a good player, but he's a great like team guy. You know, the, yeah. the, I think the fans love him. Uh, that's a tough loss. That is big. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not a big Dodger fan, so I'm, I'm like him. I, I feel bad for Corey, but not for the fans. Yeah, Sorry. no, I understand. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I do want to point something out. Very much uh, Tiger Woods esque. Uh, if you go on ESPN.com um, on the baseball uh, header, they have you know scores, standings, and they have the Ohani tracker. The Shoei Otani tracker. They have a an actual one of the one of the tabs at the top. It's much like you know when people walk in after a round of golf. Bill, what do they, yeah. what do they say? What did Tiger shoot today? Exactly. Uh, and ESPN will show the leaders and they'll show what Tiger shot. They have the Otani tracker. Uh, he's got four home runs for the season and he's two and one with a four point four nine ERA. But I thought that was interesting and it'd be interesting to watch. Uh, Wonder how many. How many home runs has he given up? That was the uh, the talk. Would he hit more than he gave up? And everybody said, oh, he'll give up way more than he hits. Um, that's not a lock after watching the first month of the season. He's, yeah, I don't, I don't know how many he's given up, but four point four nine ERA. But that's, you know, that's, that's um, that's a, a couple. You know, that's a lot of inherited runners when they bring him out. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, when he starts getting loose, they bring him out when he's got runners on base. So. Got to get that down to the threes. Uh, but yep. But he's he's hitting so well that uh, that's a lot of fun to watch. I, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a, another stat for baseball. The uh, Tampa Bay Rays became the first team in nearly over thirty years, actually to have an eight-game losing streak in May uh, before May 1st and an eight-game winning streak. Wow. How's that? Yeah, they got it back to 12-13 and 13 when they beat the Sox on Saturday, but then the Sox snapped their streak. They were 12-14 and 14, um, after the weekend, after starting 1-8. and eight. Not too bad, but they're in a brutal division. <laughs> we know that uh, yeah. in the uh, AL East. So They won hey, eight Bill. in a row, and they're still, they're still like nine games back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Here, here, I'll give you a stat. How about that? It's a real simple stat here. The Tampa Bay Rays have a better record than the Los Angeles Dodgers right now. Oof, that's bad for the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That makes me smile, Shay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. P- perspective, right, Bill? Pick your spots. Yep. yep. Pick your Absolutely. spots. Absolutely. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go playoffs, boys. Let's let, rest of the show. Let's talk playoffs. Let's start with the NHL because we are in the semifinals now. And uh all the all the closed games, meaning the ones that are, are moving on to the next cities. Uh, are tied at 1-1, and as of right now, Bill, uh, about 16 minutes left in Tampa. Tampa leads 2-1. to one. If they win that, they go back to Boston up one or tied 1-1. One to one. Right. So all the series uh, – let's start with with the Tampa-Boston series. Um, Boston comes in after a game seven. Uh, Tampa sitting on, on a 4-1 a to one win over New Jersey, kind of an easy series win. Uh, they had some rest. I think. I think a lot of people looked at that as a, you know, sure win for Tampa Bay, uh, right? And not not the way it happened. Boy, Boston came in there and was just throwing the puck on the net. Uh, they they win six to two, um, but that one was a. Uh, it was much was closer. A, it was. Much I thought. Closer. I thought it was yeah, for yeah, about the I mean, first forty minutes, but then yeah. it just at the end there, it just yeah that, for the first quick two turnaround goal. Yeah, first two periods they were uh, within a goal of each other. It was. Uh, you know, the Lightning were actually on the offensive more than the uh, the Bruins. 
but there's something about Boston and Tampa. You know, everybody's got that team. It is. Sure. There are a lot of Lightning fans who are just like dreading playing the Bruins because they've always had their number. Uh, we are horrible up in Boston. That's going to have to change. You're going to have to win at least one now, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, assuming they win tonight, they, like I said, they're holding on with 15 minutes to go. But the uh, the Bruins are brutal, and that Marshawn man, I, I, Marshawn, he a classic five foot ten little nothing who just gets under the skin of every single sure. player that he plays with. It's a lot of fun to watch. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been fun, and I, I don't know who this Shara guy is. They got a defenseman that's six foot nine. Oh, on he's skates, he's seven feet tall. On Dino Shara, yeah, he's a beast. He's I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So, and he's got one of the fastest slap shots you've, you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, so when he gets out there, you know, it'd be funny t- t- talking about that guy that, that the other team hates. It'll be interesting when we get get to Shea in the NBA. It'd be fun to go through the NBA and, and have him pick out that most hated player on every team that comes into Portland because I know every. <laughs> Everyone, you know, you can just say like, you know, it's it's this guy, it's this guy, it's Matthew yeah. Delavidova, it's it's J.R. <laughs> Smith, it's it's whoever it is. But there's every team has that that player, and it's it's sometimes it's the superstar just because you like to hate him, but other times it's just right. Shay, you, you, Meta World Peace. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it's funny. It's always the little scrappy guys too, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's always it's always the Delavidovas and, and the little guys. Terry Rozier's, yeah. Yeah, the Marcus Smarts, those guys just get under your skin. Uh, or, or they dive at your knees, one of the two. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, also in the East, Bill, uh, Washington and Pittsburgh. This is going to be a classic series, I think. Uh, yeah. Pittsburgh comes into Washington and wins game one. And then yesterday got a little chippy. Uh, now, um, uh, Tom Wilson did not get suspended uh, from his hit on Dumoulin. A lot of people said it was a cheap shot. A lot of hockey players, though, a lot, a lot of hockey analysts said it wasn't. Dumoulin was actually sliding into, uh, you know, he was trying to avoid the hit by Ovechkin, which he saw coming. And then O'Brien just happens to be a, a or Tom Wilson just has to be a big dude. Yeah. Um, that series is tied one, one kind of a controversial, uh, play where the puck looked like it went in the net, but it wasn't clearly over the line. Um, yeah, you saw some white, uh, left of the puck. Um, and you saw some snow in front of the puck but you didn't, or some ice, but you didn't really see a clear definitive line. And there was a very interesting thing on the NHL network that showed from above, it looks like the puck is, is, is not over the line, but as the camera moves down based on the angle, you can see white underneath the puck, but it's clearly not over the line. So that, check that out on. I will. Uh, yeah. It's, 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 it's interesting. So that series is tied one, one. Look, if they can, if they can tell me if a 145 mile an hour serve in tennis is in or out on the line, they can't do something with hockey, like some kind of chip well, puck or that, something. Yeah, chipping the puck would be the only way they could do it, Bill. Because think about this: tennis, there's no, there's no big pads yeah. on top yeah. of it, right? Yeah. And and yeah. and and a body blocking it. it so yeah. it does seem like you'd almost have to do a a glass bottom goal crease, you know, like uh, with with cameras underneath, so you could see up. Uh, yeah, you know, that might be the only way to do it. Yeah, interesting. Um, out west, uh, Nashville ties it up after losing a the first round our first game to Winnipeg, uh, they win a double overtime game last night. Um, in one of those games that before Shea, before you got on, I was telling Bill, I, I was going to turn it off. And then it was, you know, uh, classic, you know, Winnipeg pulls the goalie, they go six skaters and they score with a minute to go. Uh, kind of what you always, when your team pulls the goal, you're like, there's no way we're going to score. And they did it. It was classic, uh, you know, um, over PJ, uh, what's his name? Um, Who's the defenseman for? Oh, uh, Subban. 
Subban, PK yeah. Subban, uh, just overcommitted on on the on the play and and left the open net. Mm. Um, but but Nashville comes back to win in double overtime. I just kept staying up, and I'm like, I'll, I'll watch three more minutes. I'll watch three more minutes. And and sure enough, I was up till about oh, game ended about eleven fifteen, so it wasn't that that bad. And then tonight, Vegas and San Jose are going to tip off or face off after this game ends. Uh, Vegas's first loss in the playoffs. Yeah, um, which is hard to believe, but they they. They lost an overtime game in game two uh, to the to the Sharks. Um, Bill, I got to tell you, and 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 Shay, I got to tell you, I I'm rooting against Vegas. I do not want to see a expansion team win the Stanley Cup. The Stanley Cup is no. too the Stanley Cup is too prestigious of a trophy to have a expansion team win it. Um, you know, they've already with their next win in the playoffs, they will have won more games in the playoffs than the Blue Jackets in 18 years. Um, <laughs> That's so um, <laughs> Bitter party of one. That's not. That's not why. I just look the Stanley Cup. It. it I'm kind of pulling for Winnipeg to play Tampa. I'll say. I'll say Tampa, Bill. I'm rooting for Tampa. Good. Um, or Boston or Washington, but not Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Jets story too. Right? They're, they they left and they got their team back. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, any other thoughts on hockey or, or just uh, obviously, Bill? This game might end while we're still in the air, but yeah, because uh, because I, I see Shay catching his breath. He's getting ready to throw us some NBA knowledge because we had some we had some really really good uh, action. A couple game sevens uh, that we that we kind of called last week, but Shay, let's let's turn it over to you, buddy. Uh, NBA correspondent from Portland. Um, let me just set the scene. Um, right now, we're heading into this into the second round. Uh, Boston and Philly are playing right now. What's the score of that game? Uh, Boston's up by 11 at the half. Okay, cool. and that, that, that's in Boston. Boston has home court, right? Um, so, interesting. And then Cleveland, Toronto will we'll tip off. Uh, we'll get back to round one in a second. So, Cleveland's going to play Toronto starting tomorrow night. Um, in the West, Utah uh, got – it was closer than it was, but they Utah got beat by Houston in, in the first round. And then New Orleans and Golden State uh, – are squaring off in the other semifinal in the West. So Shayla, let's, let's go to you. Let's, let's kind of go through and, and tell us how each team got there. Let's, let's start with Boston. Uh, and we'll just kind of go through each of the, each of the semifinalists. So tell me about Boston and that pretty, pretty, I want to say it, it became a pretty personal seven game series versus Milwaukee. Didn't it? It, it got chippy. There was a lot of off the court conversations it it did. It did. Uh, Boston and Milwaukee go seven games. Boston pulls it out in game seven. Terry Rozier, uh, the former Louisville Cardinal, is, is the hero of the entire series. Uh, he just kept going and going and just getting under the skin of, of Eric Bledsoe in Milwaukee. And and the Celtics pull it out. Uh, the Celtics were the number, the number two seed in the East, so rightfully so, they pull it out and as of now, they're taking care of business against Philadelphia, but we'll see how that plays out. Um, yeah. now, the now, last time we talked, let me interrupt you, Jay. We talked earlier about troll jobs by David Akers. Did you see? Uh, did you see Terry Rozier today walking into the arena? I did. I did not. I didn't have He's wearing game. a Drew Bledsoe shirt. Uh, <laughs> you know, because because they were asking him about Bledsoe, and he kept saying like Drew Bledsoe. You know, like, <laughs> like yeah. So he's wearing a Drew Bledsoe throwback uh, New England Patriots jersey <laughs> on his way into the stadium today. Oh man, that guy's funny. That guy's funny. 
Um, so uh, Philadelphia beats Philadelphia beats uh, Miami in, in I think that was in five, right? Uh, I believe so. Either five yeah. or six. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about the process last week, but uh, they 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 look good. So we'll see what happens in that series. Let's go over to Toronto. Toronto outlasts um, uh, Washington. The Wizards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and they are, they're going to face the Cavs, who surprisingly went seven games. Um, let's let's go back to game five, Shay. Uh, take us through what you saw there at the end of the game with Oladipo uh, in a tie game. It's 95-95. Oladipo drives lane, and uh, LeBron blocks the shot, or does he? What happened there? If there's anybody else in the NBA, it's a goaltend. Because it's LeBron James, it's a block. <laughs> it, was, it was an exciting segment, though. Um, Victor Oladipo drops to the basket, lays it off the glass, and LeBron blocks it off the glass, which is, uh, which is a goaltending. And the officials didn't seem to see it that way. So they called it a block, and then LeBron comes back and hits a buzzer beater in true LeBron fashion at the end of the game. Very reminiscent of Craig Elo's uh, Jordan over Elo, wasn't it? Sliding left, you know. Kicking the leg out. And just, kicking the yeah. leg out. <laughs> making it. But, yeah, hey, look, that's what LeBron, you know, he, he got a lot of crap early in his career for not making the shots. Um, Jordan missed a lot of uh, game winners as well, but he hit a lot as well. So, um, so then it goes to game six, and game six was, boy, LeBron's played almost every minute of the series except game six. He sat the entire fourth quarter because they were getting blown out by Indiana. Yeah, Indiana took care of business in game six. Uh, we talked last week about Indiana not being afraid not and not going to back down, but it, it, they, they stretched it out. Game seven is what I really wanted to get into. You mentioned the uh, Jordan shot over Elo, which was in Cleveland back in the, uh, the late 80s, early 90s. LeBron James in game seven, his stats are ridiculous. Yeah. And they're, they're so close to Michael Jordan, though. So, so hear this out. So in game sevens, LeBron is five and two in all game sevens, okay? So he pretty much closes out game sevens. He's averaging 33.2 points a game in game Ooh. seven. Michael Jordan was averaging 33.7. How close is that, right? Yeah. LeBron's giving you nine boards and, and five assists a game. Jordan was giving you seven boards and seven assists a game. Okay, so to do that, to do that when a series is on the line and it's, it, you have a chance to go home, that's just will. That's just sheer will. Uh, not sure if you guys caught it. There was a scene. Uh, the cameras did a great job of picking up. Uh, Tyrone Lue was asking LeBron, did he need a break? And LeBron said, no, I'm playing the whole game. Whole yeah. game. I'm playing the whole game. I'm not coming out. And that's just that guy's desire to win. And that's what made Jordan great. And that's what makes LeBron LeBron other than he's just a freak and just a freak of nature. And he can do it all in a basketball court, but he, this is his craft. Let me ask you then, because I'm going to ask you an insider question. We, I saw LeBron, uh, the, the TV saw LeBron, the announcers talked about LeBron saying, I'm not coming out, leave me in. I'm not coming out. But to start the, the third quarter or to start the fourth quarter, he, was, he had to go to the locker room because um, of cramps. All right, so <laughs> insider question. Did he have to poop or did he, did he really have to <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being serious. Did he have to poop or, or, or was it really – like because they can work out cramps on the sidelines. What, what is that? It, it could be. This guy spends $1.5 million a year on his body, on his personal trainer for his body. So yeah. I don't know if those are cramps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just, it, it seemed interesting that, you know, he, 
like you said, he's, he's a warrior and he was out now. He, he was only out a minute and a half or whatever. Um, and, and they were up by, I think eight at that point. Um, so it, it wasn't crunch time, but, but once again, typical NBA game, they were, they're kind of up big, big by 12, let's say or 11 with four minutes to go. And it comes down to a, a three point game with, with under a minute left. Right. That's why game. That's why game sevens are so exciting. You guys <laughs> talked about it in hockey last week, but it's the same thing in basketball. It's playoffs. Yeah. Your back's against the wall. You don't want to go home. This is what you do. You don't want to go home. All right. So let's let's say the East, Shay. I want to get your or Bill. Any thoughts on on what we saw? What you saw? I know you you didn't watch it all, but any thoughts just as a as a fan of of what we're seeing with LeBron and Yeah, I mean, I watched I watched the entire game seven. I mean, that was uh, a lot of fun and. I'm, 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 I guess I, you know, I like Tiger Woods. I, I was a Michael Jordan honk from day one. I just like, you know, people that uh, take the game to a whole different place. I know there's a lot of haters of all those guys, uh, but I love watching LeBron succeed. And I hope, well, I, I, I know you're going to talk about it, Shay, but um, Toronto is tough. And, but there's something inside me that says there's nothing going to stop him in the East. I don't know if he gets past Golden State. I think they're just, you know, they get healthy by the time uh, the, the finals come around. But I love watching him. So. Dude, he, LeBron should be on the sidelines with a help-wanted sign, though. He needs yeah, help, man. He, he can't does. score 45 a night. Uh, I mean, he, he can. Let me, let me change that. Let me change that. <laughs> he does. He, 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 he can and he will. But yeah. at some point in time, you know, the other teams are going to say, look, we'll just let LeBron score 60. Yeah. And we're just going to stop Tristan Thompson and, and – uh, uh, you know, these other guys, uh, LeBron, am, am I wrong, Shay? I mean, he, he needs someone. Kevin Love has been the biggest $100 million bust. It, he you know. he was good in game seven, though. He hit some key shots down the stretch. Yeah. Corver hit a few shots as well. I mean. And he's not a bust. I, don't, I shouldn't say right. that. But he's just, right. he's not, I don't think he's doing what they thought he could do. You know, and, and I don't know if it's confidence. I don't know if it's uh, leadership, what. But he, yeah. he seems like he'd be, he could be doing so much more. Yeah. Right. Well, well Let's be honest with the whole Kevin Love thing. Kevin Love is in Cleveland right now because LeBron wants Kevin Love in Cleveland. He's the only player on that entire roster that's protected because LeBron recognizes Kevin Love's intelligent intelligence. Kevin Love's probably the one of the top five most intelligent basketball players in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not the most skilled. He he's not the most talented, but he's he knows the game and he knows how to be in the right place at the right time and he'll knock down big shots for you. And LeBron enjoys playing with someone who understands the game to that level. Yeah. That makes sense. All right, so, so preview for us, Boston-Philadelphia. I know you got a little, little bit of a, a bias on that one just because it's already started, but, but what do you see happening in these two series? And, and, and give us your, your, your winners. I, I think Philly comes out of the, uh, the Boston-Philly series. They're down right now. Uh, looks like Marcus Smart went down again just before the half. but. I just don't think Boston has the pieces to stay with Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, we talked last week about Embiid and Ben Simmons and Embiid hadn't even gotten going yet. You know, he missed two games in the first series. So he's just getting his legs underneath them again. He's still playing with the mask. Um, but I think Philly, I think Philly has the upper hand on Boston. As far as Toronto goes, Toronto's tough to beat. Toronto's tough to beat. LeBron's great, but the numbers that Toronto puts up and the sabermetrics guys, they love Toronto and it's no superstars. You've got DeRozan, who's the king of the mid range and Cal Lowry that just, you know, somehow seems to make shots and keep going and they play together well and they just win games. They just win. 
That's what they yeah, do. That arena will be crazy. And I'll tell you what, I think tomorrow night's game is, is, is the key. If Toronto can avoid that first game loss, which they've suffered so many times, uh, but they snapped it against Washington, I, I think um, – I, I won't say they'll sweep, but um, be, that'll be a huge win for them. Would you agree, Shay, to get, to get up to that 1-0 start? Oh, absolutely. A series doesn't start until you win a game on the, uh, on the other team's home court. Right. So uh, Toronto needs to protect home, home court. We'll see how it goes. Let's go out west. Let's let's just start in order. Uh, we we we, we kind of um, talked last week, but OKC did not make it a series. They they got beat pretty soundly by Utah. Um, what happens with OKC? Is Paul George moving on? Carmelo is he done? Uh, is Billy Donovan going to be gone? What's going on with with OKC? And and then preview the the Utah Houston uh, matchup. Okay. Um, OKC just fell apart. Uh, it was Russell Westbrook and I said uh, Russell Westbrook shot had forty seven. I think it's forty seven shots. Oh my god, forty seven <laughs> shot attempts. <laughs> wow! But you know, Oklahoma City spent a lot of money in the off season. They if I took forty seven shots in a if I took forty seven shots in a horse game, I would need Ben Gay all over my body. <laughs> Sean, Sean, you could take forty seven shots in a in a horse game, and you'd still probably make more than the rest of the team. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Paul George, they've spent a lot of money in the offseason. They went and acquired Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. Paul George, I want to say, was two for six, and Carmelo was nowhere to be found either. Um, I think they blow it up. I think they blow it up and they rebuild it. Like Sherman coming through the South. You just got to blow it all up there. We got a little excitement. What just happened, Bill? Sorry, sorry. The Lightning just scored with uh, five minutes ago. (laughs) They're up 3-1. Sorry. Nice. nice, No, let's get back to basketball. <laughs> nice. Um, so you yeah, think they so blow Oklahoma, it up? Oklahoma City has to rebuild. Paul George is a, is a free agent. I think he's out. Um, I think there are already there's rumblings about trying to bring Carmelo off the bench, and he's not happy with his role moving forward either. So it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens in the off season. But it's similar to what goes on in Portland. It's difficult to get free agents to go to Oklahoma City, and this was the one year that they actually got some guys to go to Oklahoma City. Yeah. And they didn't succeed. So what happens moving forward? Yeah. D- does Donovan make it through? Do you think they, they trust Donovan to to build it? You think you think that you think that call is made by Russell more than the ownership? I mean, he's a hundred million dollar man. You paid him the book, so I think he has he has his last say so. Well, I'm not gonna say the last say so, but he has a, a lot of input in who comes in to coach that team. But Russ is a hard guy to coach. Mm-hmm. He shoots. I mean, he he likes triple doubles. He likes his stats, and he looks at the stat sheet. He's one of the only guys that I notice that has a stat sheet in his hand during post game during post game interviews. Really? Most of them have it on the table. Russ has it in his hands, and he's studying it. That's that, that's interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, um, Houston Houston closes out uh, Minnesota in a four to one walk they win big yesterday uh any any thoughts on that series you think that's a four to one you think that's a four to two you think Uh, houston wins that series right yeah i think houston wins the series utah utah exerted a lot of energy beating oklahoma city but uh something interesting to watch in the utah houston series is the relationship between chris paul and donovan mitchell so donovan mitchell is the rookie stud the star player for utah 
Um, he came out of Louisville as well. Um, coming out into the pre-draft camps, he actually paid for his own fare to the pre-draft camp just in case he wasn't good enough to make it to the league. He could always go back and hire an agent. Chris Paul was the one that reached out to him and convinced him to go ahead and go pro this year. Donovan Mitchell at the all-star break in LA, Donovan Mitchell returned the favor and sought out Chris Paul. And he said that he wanted to hang out with Chris Paul all through the all-star break and understand what it was like to be an all-star and to be a pro. So they have a really close knit relationship and it'll be interesting to see those two as they go at it head to head um, in Houston and Utah. That's good insight that you only hear here on the stare down. Good job, Shay. <laughs> All right, let's yeah. let's go to the, the last one. Uh, New Orleans, uh, coming off of a four-game sweep, uh, plays Golden State. Now, Golden State sat Steph. They say he's ready to play for game two. Uh, I'm going to get back to that in a second. But game one, Golden State, close game for three quarters, and then Golden State stretches it out, wins by, I think, 16. Um they had a huge – they had a massive second quarter. What they, they scored in the second quarter? Uh, they had 73 at halftime, right? Yeah, it was 70-some point. It was 70-plus at the half, so yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. They, they, um, they, they, they are the master of having that, like, three or four to five minutes of, like, look out. Like, nothing, yeah. nothing misses. Everything's nothing but net. It's, yeah. It happens a lot with them, right? Well, they – they stretch you. They stretch the floor, and they're all great shooters. That's what makes Golden State so good is they can all shoot the ball. Yeah, but you know, it seems to me like, and once again, I'm not a huge NBA guy, but when they stretch the floor, and then like Iguodala or Clint, they just make that cut to the basket for that easy layup, and the defense is just like, like what? What just how'd that guy? Where did he come from? You know, and it, it's so they they're good at the threes for twos and twos for threes. They just you know, and you're right, Bill. They they just they seem to push it. So here's my question to you, Shay. Um, they're up one nothing. They're playing game two at home, I think, later tonight. Or is it tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tonight? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. They're saying Steph's going to play game two. Why does he play game two? I don't understand why he would not rest again, or did, is it just to get him into the flow of the game? Is it What's the reason to bring Steph in? Um, or is this an important game to, to be up 2-0 going to New Orleans? Well, these are some of the best athletes in the world. Um, Steph hasn't played in a while. There's nothing like getting a game shape. So you can you can go on the bike, you can go on the treadmill, you can train, but game shape, you can't simulate that. And it may not be necessarily game two is a must win, but it may be to prepare him for something down the line. He's got to get his legs underneath him. He's got to get his rhythm for his shot back. He's got to get his chemistry playing with his teammates again because changing up playoff lineups could throw off the chemistry, and you don't want to take a chance of doing that right before you go into the potentially the conference finals. Yeah. Interruption there. Bill, you want to tell us what just happened? No, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Bruins scored with 4.02 left. It's now 3-2. Uh, we're now at the 2.57 mark, and uh, it's pucker time. At Amelie Arena, downtown. Yeah, Tampa. that so. was a, a classic Tory Krug off the faceoff. Yep. Uh, just that was yep. a great shot. But well, Vasilevsky um, got beat. He, he yeah, he I think he, he lost lost track of where the puck was. Yep. Um. So so Shay, do you do you anticipate a lot of people? A lot of people are saying um, that Anthony Davis is the best player in the NBA right now. They're saying that LeBron is the greatest player in the NBA. 
Anthony Davis is the best player in the NBA. Um, that's just what I hear on the radio. That's what I hear on, on, on different podcasts. What's your thoughts? Is this guy, is this guy, a, if he had to pick a starting five, is he on it? He's on my starting five. I, I can't say that he's the best. Uh, he's, he's a seven footer with guard skills, with guard like skills. Which is kind of uh, freaky, right? Yeah. It is. It is. It's like those aliens we talked about. It's, it's Giannis. <laughs> it's, it's Carl Anthony Towns. Those guys are aliens. Uh, if you were to redo the uh, the Space Jam movie, I think he'd definitely be on the Monstars. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. But but uh, I think that I think that New Orleans can win a game, if not two games, from Golden State, but. It, it's Golden State's just so tough. When you got five guys that can shoot, you talk about cutting lanes. When you have five guys that can shoot and shoot the ball from deep, you have to guard them and you have to respect it. And it opens up the entire middle of the floor for cutting lanes and driving lanes and everything else. So New Orleans has a, a tough role to hold, as we say in the South. Yeah. I think we're, uh, I think the, I'm not a huge NBA fan, but I will watch a Houston Golden State. Western Conference Finals. That seems oh, like yeah. that's going to be a. That seems like it's destined to be a, a slug match. And and the question will be: I'm probably can Draymond Green avoid getting a technical and you know having to sit out a game, right? Cost his team there. But so, you know, so I, make, I want to bring something up. You know, uh, Shay, you talked about cutting lanes, driving lanes. Is it? Uh, you know, I, I watch basketball as a casual fan, but it, it blows my mind what Oladipo does. And I don't know if it's the Cavaliers' defense is that bad. But it seemed like at will, he can get to the hoop. Just if he wants to go there, he's going there. And everybody knows he's coming in and nobody can stop him. What, what, am I wrong on that? Is that, um, is that another alien kind of move thing that shouldn't be happening? So it, it's, it's three things that I noticed when I, watched Victor, when I watched that last series. One, absolutely the Cavs defense is awful. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's, that's number one, okay? Good. Thank um, you for saying that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but – Victor Oladipo is extremely efficient in his movements. He doesn't waste movements, but Victor Oladipo, Russell Westbrook, he's from that same school, the change of speed, the change of pace. He'll go at one level, and then he'll quickly just turn it to another gear. And it's hard for a defense to react when you're on your heels the entire time. Yeah. Shay, is that is that something he, he he's learned over the last three years in the NBA from watching other players, or because he didn't do that in Indiana, he was a slasher, but I think he's developed that maybe from watching LeBron, from watching uh, James Harden. You know, like is is that just something you develop from experience? It, it's something that you definitely have to work at, and and Oladipo works hard. Um, I was looking at tweets after the game yesterday, and immediately after the game, he was already sending text messages to his personal trainer saying that he was ready to get back in the gym and train. Um, but it's something that Oladipo has credited Russell Westbrook for. In the time that he spent in Oklahoma City, he actually put on a few pounds and he worked on his explosion and his change of speeds with Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City. Mm. Yeah. So, it was very uh, noticeable. Very Yeah, noticeable. yeah. Let's talk about that, that Pacers team for a second. They're on the up, aren't they? They're, that's a team that I think that they made some good – that was a good trade for them. That that Paul George trade, uh, you know, the the uh, who's the kid out of uh, Gonzaga that plays the white tall white kid? Um, Sabonis. 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 I mean, yeah. They 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 seem to have a good core group of players, and I think this year, you know, that that game seven, 
is going to give them some confidence going into next year. Am I wrong about that? Oh, no. Indiana is definitely on the rise. They're definitely on the rise. Um, they've got a lot of cap space, too. So they can yeah. go and they can make some moves this summer and bring in a couple of free agents. And, yeah, watch out for Indiana. The East is a lot better than people think. Everyone says that the West, the West, the West, because you have the Golden States and the Oklahoma Cities and the Houstons. But the East as, as a whole is on the rise between Philly and Indiana and Cleveland's always good. And you've got Toronto that's good and the Celtics that'll be good next year. So the NBA is really capitalizing and I think the, uh, the playing field is becoming pretty level again. That's that's yeah. that's a good call, yeah. Because it, I mean, the East was horrible. It was just LeBron and whoever he was, right? Right. <laughs> it was Miami LeBron or Cleveland, yeah. And a bunch of losers. It felt like, but yeah, that's I mean, you know, the the Seventy Sixers. I think they're going to be so much fun to watch. I, yeah. Not that I'm rooting for Philly to do anything else, but <laughs> well, look, Seventy Sixers, and then let's be honest. When Gordon Hayward comes back, he's going to be a man oh. on a mission. Oh Kyrie's going to, you know, and and so that's going to be a yeah. a fun thing to watch. The Wizards, I think, aren't going anywhere. They're, you know, unless unless they get rid of Beal, um, and we, you know, Shay, you hinted at the at the John Wall factor. Um, you know, there's some there's some cool things. Toronto, I don't think is going anywhere. Uh, Indiana, they get better. Um, you're right. It could, it could be some cool cool things to watch out there and god it'd be you know it'd be good for the league if the knicks could be good it really <laughs> it, it, it would be but, uh, but we'll hold it to the end of the season a couple more weeks bill a couple more couple more weeks if we can keep shay joining us uh it'll be interesting as as the stars start falling out when we start asking shay all right let's start putting Kawhi and paul george and carmelo and maybe lebron and all these potential free agents on that wall mm. and let's figure out where they're going to be right yeah, that'll be fun. Quick update: yeah. Tampa Bay four two right now. So uh, yeah, it's over. Sh- sh- should should do it. Yep. They pulled a goalie, uh, and it didn't work. Fortunately. Yep. So. <laughs> so, all right. Hey, well, great, Shay. Thanks for joining us. Great, great insights on the NBA. Uh, we'll see what happens here. We've got you know possibly a, a nice eight day, ten day run here if they, if some of these series can stretch it out to uh, to seven. And it looks like a couple of them might be seven. If you had to pick one of the four. Which one do you think goes seven games? If, you, if, if only one of them goes seven, is it Boston, Philly? Is it Cleveland, Toronto, Utah, Houston, or Golden State, New Orleans? I go, I go Cleveland, Toronto. <clears throat> really? Uh, yeah, I, I think Toronto's a better team, but we talked about LeBron's will. I don't think LeBron – LeBron expects to be in the finals every year, and he's going to do his part, and it's just a matter of he can motivate the rest of his team to do theirs. Um, I think that if I had to pick one, that would be the one out of the four. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's let's at least get one, right, Bill? Game sevens are great. I love game sevens. Yep. All right. Well, let's let's uh, let's wrap up. Let's talk about what, what we're doing this week. Um, Shay, let's start with you, man. What's on your schedule this week before next week's uh, podcast? So this week's pretty light. Um, this is the first time in seven years I have not gone to Churchill Downs. So uh, oh, wow. for the Kentucky Derby, I am a Derby guy. I love everything about the entire week. Everything from from the fireworks the week uh, the weekend before to the balls and the galas to the Oaks on Friday to the Derby on Saturday. I love everything about it. So being in the Northwest, this is the first time I won't make it, and uh, I'll have to drink a. a a mint julep for my buddies that'll be down there. This I week. need to ask you a question. So is okay. I heard from a, while listening to somebody that the two favorite horses, you probably know who they are. Neither one of them ran as two-year-olds. Neither one. 
And That's true. No, no horse has ever won the Derby that did not run as a two-year-old. Did not run as a two-year-old. So, but they're both the two heavy favorites in the race. So something tells me there'll be some sharp money floating around, <laughs> not choosing those two, but trying to maybe run a parlay or something else with a couple other horses. This this year, I, I honestly believe you're looking at about six to eight horses that could win it. Wow. That's cool. You're looking at about six to eight horses that have decent odds, and I think they have a legitimate shot at winning Derby. That's and cool. I think the weather is actually supposed to be pretty nice down in Louisville. Uh, yeah, down it's supposed to be very nice in, in Columbus, so that would match up in Louisville. All right, so, Bill, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to start a new text thread. We're going to add Todd and Shay into it. And on Saturday, we're going to ask Shay to send us his trifecta. And, uh, and, and then and then we'll announce on the air uh how close well, he was i don't i want him to send me the trifecta when i'm at tampa bay downs <laughs> <laughs> you'll make a you'll make a team bet for the for the I'll stare be, down i'll be in anthony malafronte's box uh in the bet because he's nice uh, he's got a suite or a box not a suite so do they have a they have a card undercard there and then and then everybody watches yeah. on the yeah, screen it's, it, they actually wrap up their season um on sunday after the derby so oh cool that'd be yeah. fun yeah the winter spring season. that'd be fun good job well that, that'd be uh that, that'd be good for you to watch and then and then you're just local shay doing your stuff in portland yeah i'm local this week taking it pretty light um hopefully we get some good weather so i can actually get out and enjoy nature a little nice nice but what do you what's in your schedule man uh this week on the podcast right we've got uh christian harris of c-town uh real estate in seattle uh, another podcaster, Sean, he's, uh, probably one to listen to. He's got two of them. I talk about both of them on the show. Good. Uh, really interesting guy doing some great stuff. Uh, definitely in the vein of realtors that you and I align with. So you'll like the podcast a lot with, uh, Christian Harris. And then, um, you know, I'm, I'm down in the Lee County for a day, uh, real quick, but then this weekend we're taking our entire staff with their spouses. So a couple hundred people, we're all going down to Sanibel to uh, the Sanibel Harbor Marriott Resort. We're going to hang out, and uh, and we're having a Kentucky Derby watching party, Shay. So we're going to be – I've already got my pink pink and blue plaid jacket, my light blue chinos, my pink polo shirt, and my blue fedora. I'll be all uh, – I hope that's derby attire. I don't know. but uh, And we're going to actually watch the event together at a happy hour, and then uh, we have dinner and dancing and a whole night. Everybody stays at the hotel Saturday night for uh, you know, appreciation for 2017. So a lot of fun coming up for uh, the wristers this week. That'll be fun. Well, yeah. I, I, I like the episode with Jen Shields. I thought she was a uh, very energetic guy. Uh, good interview there. Really good interview there for episode good. 138 of the, the real estate sessions. Um, for me, it's another, uh, this week is a uh, short week. We're recording this obviously on Monday. Uh, I head down to South Carolina on Thursday to pick up Riley. Ah, uh, eight nice. hour drive you know, heavy on the podcast on the drive down through uh, West Virginia, Virginia, North Carolina, and South Carolina, get in and uh, start packing her up and get everything ready. Uh, she has her final exam on Friday. Uh, we'll stop by the sorority house to do a couple things, and then we'll stop in Statesville, and then we'll get home on Saturday, Bill. So no golf on Saturday. I'll play on Sunday. Um, and then, uh, uh, so just, just catching up and, and doing a lot of prospecting this week and uh, showing some houses tomorrow afternoon. But other than that, been a good week looking forward to some good playoff action and we got some good golf this weekend we've got the kentucky derby we've got playoffs in hot and heavy action uh in the hockey and the basketball so on behalf of todd who's out night fishing with a 16 year old daughter of the dean as they as they said in caddyshack right (laughs) 
<laughs> we got Shea, Shea Brewer from Portland, Oregon. We've got Bill Risser down in St. Petersburg, Florida, and I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio. Thanks for listening to The Stare Down.